Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thursday, July 27th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, the Guardians made their first uh, first move of the 2023 trade deadline on Wednesday night, uh, agreeing to a deal with the Los Angeles Dodgers uh, in exchange for Ahmed Rosario. The, the Guardians bring in right-handed pitcher Noah Syndergaard, who's been on the injured list uh, since early June. Uh, but they're hoping to get uh, Syndergaard ready to, to join the rotation and add some uh, some depth and some innings to uh, a starting rotation that's been uh, pretty banged up this year. Yeah, they definitely need some help in the rotation, Joe. Uh, I wish uh, we were talking about Thor from uh, three or four years ago, maybe five years ago, not not uh, the current rendition of uh, Noah Syndergaard. But, uh, you know, I think they need help, and uh, it sounds uh, – like this is this is going to be the landing spot for it. Uh, it. This move is is more about who's going than necessarily who's coming. I think uh, in in this case, uh, they wanted to to sort of clear the runway and and uh, you know offer opportunities to Gabriel Arias and Tyler Freeman at shortstop, uh, and that means Ahmed Rosario, whose whose days have been numbered pretty much since last year's trade deadline uh, in Cleveland. Uh, he was, uh, he was the guy who's, who's on his way out. Uh, there's a, a lot to dig into here with the med, but, uh, just your impression of his time here in Cleveland and, uh, you know, what he meant to this ball club and, and really what he accomplished while he was here. Yeah. I loved what Ahmed did here. Uh, I thought he played well. He played hard. He never took a short step. He was in the lineup every day, he really energized the top of the lineup you know, with Quan and him and uh, and Jose Ramirez, I thought they, they were, you know, that was a legitimate top of the lineup, contending top of the lineup. Um, yes, he, you know, he had some defensive shortcomings for, cer- for certain. Uh, but I thought, you know, he neutralized those, especially, you know, in 2021 and 2022, his offense. Uh, he struggled a bit this year offensively and defensively. I think probably his impending free agency had something to do with that. But uh, all in all, Joe, I think it's uh, he did a nice job here, helped uh, the Guardians over what could have been really a disastrous uh, trade, you know, involving Francisco Lindor and, and Carlos Carrasco. Him and uh, Andres Jimenez really, 
you know, they made that deal work for, for Cleveland and, and Jimenez is still making it work for Cleveland. Yeah, I liked what you said, what you wrote in uh, in your takeaway from, uh, you know, immediately after the trade happened. Uh, and it was brilliant. Uh, you know, Ahmed Rosario made that trade work because he sort of bridged the gap between Francisco Lindor and what the future of this franchise is going to be at shortstop. You know, whether it's Tyler Freeman, whether it's Gabriel Arias or even Andres Jimenez or Brian Rocchio, you know, and there are a million options even beyond those guys, uh, you know, whoever it's going to be. Uh, sort of the sting of not having Francisco Lindor there, the, the guy that they were used to for five, six years, uh, it was lessened by what Rosario brought. He brought that hustle. He brought that leadership uh, that they needed. And you, you couldn't even have a, a better example than Saturday night uh, when they, they won that game against Philadelphia, one nothing, And it was Ahmed Rosario making a, the, the right baseball play. Hustling out a, a routine pop fly to center field, uh, you know he comes all the way around to score on a ball that Jose Ramirez, uh, you know, put in the Bermuda Triangle, and all of a sudden it's one nothing. The Guardians go on and, and beat Philadelphia, and it's a hundred percent on you know Ahmed Rosario playing the game the right way. And I know that that's something that that Terry Francona loved about him, and and that's why Ahmed Rosario kept getting as many chances and opportunities. Uh, to, to bat second in the lineup, to play shortstop, even though uh, Cleveland knew, you know, what his his shortcomings and his liabilities defensively were. Yeah, great point. And, uh, you know, there was never, a, you know, some guys hustle, you know, as a formality. There was never any formality about uh, about a, a Rosario's hustle. He was he was all out the minute, you know, the, the first step out of the box and he kept going. So that was that was a big plus for him. But Joe, I'm excited to see what's next for we finally the door is finally kicked open here at shortstop. And who who's going to play there? I guess Arias obviously like you said gets the first shot. Tyler Freeman I thought has played his butt off here, you know, just played very very well. Hit 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 the ball all over the place. I think he deserves a look. I think probably the, you know, Andre Jimenez is probably the guy that might be the opening day shortstop next year. But like you said, Rokio's is, is at AAA. Tanya is down there. Uh, you know, Angel her, her, uh, Martinez is there. We've got a lot of guys that are going to get a shot now. Yeah, we're going to see uh, probably some sort of rotation of, of the three guys that are at the major league level right now, Arias, Freeman, and, and Jimenez. I'm sure he'll get an opportunity once in a while to play uh, at short. Uh but what does this mean now for the rotation going forward? Uh, they need a starter on Friday. Chris Antonetti said that Syndergaard probably won't be ready to, to jump into a spot there. Uh, it could mean uh, another bullpen game or uh, if they wait a, a little while longer to, to activate Syndergaard, uh, maybe it's a, a Daniel Norris start uh, and, and a, a swan song start at, at that Um uh, who knows what the the options are, are going to be, uh, but what does this do to uh, the starting rotation now moving forward? Uh, you've got Syndergaard, Savali, and, uh, and a bunch of rookies. Yeah, and uh, we're kind of in the same spot we were. You know, I mean, obviously Syndergaard, he's, he's a warm body. He's a veteran arm. You stick him in that fifth spot in a rotation, and you've got hopefully some stability. We, we You know, he's made 12 starts this year. With the you know, with the Dodgers, the kind of results have been mixed, um, so we really don't know what we're getting here. 
uh, until we see him, you know. But he, you know, Antonetti said he he looks healthy. Uh, you know, he had those blister problems, a broken nail. So uh, hopefully he's in, the, in moving in the right direction. But what they they just need somebody, Joe, to to pitch four or five innings, six innings. You know, get them to the middle of the game and then turn it over to the bullpen. But I'm really worried about this uh, pen, Joe. I, I I think they're getting overworked. And with the three rookies in there, we saw an example of it yesterday. Gavin Williams, four innings, 87 pitches, and it turns into a bullpen game. Right. Uh, and and to be clear, what the Guardians are getting in Syndergaard is not the 2016, you know, Thor, Noah Syndergaard uh, that, that was with the Mets, who was throwing 97 to 98 miles an hour with his average uh, fastball velocity. Uh, this guy tops out at about 92 now after the Tommy John surgery. And uh, he, he has to be more of a pitcher, but he's a proven innings eater. He'll 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 give you maybe four, five, six innings. Uh, well, five, hopefully five, six, seven innings, uh, a start, like you said, for this bullpen uh, that that's going to need it. Uh, absolutely. Um, as as they move forward, could they be looking to add maybe uh, another arm or uh, another bullpen uh, piece at some point uh, just out of necessity? Yeah, I thought they I thought they would add a bullpen guy, and I guess they still have a possibility of doing that. You know, I mean, who they signed Amir Garrett, right? Right. Uh, he's got to go through some. Uh, I don't know exactly what they would call that. What? But I guess he's, he's, he's on he's, he's on the he's on the developmental list uh, right now. He's at least going to spend a week there before maybe getting an assignment to uh, one of the minor league affiliates. So uh, Garrett had had started had been the last two seasons in uh, Kansas City. Uh, but he was not the same again, not the same Amir Garrett that was uh, was dominant for the Reds a few years ago. Yeah, but at least he's a veteran arm, you know, they and, uh, you know, they I don't know. I mean, you know, the, the the arms they have in the pen are I think I've got no problem with the arms in the pen. I, I It's just, you know, they they've been they've been used a lot, you know, and, and you wonder, you know, when the cracks start. We've got. We still got James Karinchak to, to, you know, they, they, they've got an, a chance to bring him back up at some point in the second half. Yeah, and, and that'll help as well. I think the cracks have already started to show, uh, you know, a, a little bit. You've seen Trevor Steffen uh, be up and down. Uh, you've seen Sam Henches uh, be a shell of his former self from last season. Is Henches healthy? Because he had the, the, the shoulder issue in, in spring training. Yeah, I, you know, we have not seen him struggle like this. And, uh, you know, he had a tough go in Pittsburgh. Uh, uh, then another tough one uh, Sunday against the Phillies. Uh, you know, uh, you know, he seems to be healthy. He seems, you know, he, he can see still you see a 97 miles an hour, you know, fastball from him. Uh, good curveball. But I don't know, Joe, it, it's um, he's going through some struggles right now. And he, you know, he was dominant going down the stretch last year, like you were saying. Yeah, they need Sam Hentges to to be uh, who he was last year uh, if they're going to uh, succeed down the stretch. Um, Want to go back? Uh, didn't mention, obviously, overlooked and and didn't you know think about it. But uh, the elephant in the room when you trade Ahmed Rosario is uh, not just the reaction, uh, you know, the fans and and you know uh, the the front office and all that, but in the clubhouse. Uh, what he meant as a as a leader in that clubhouse, and what he meant to the guy whose locker was right next to his at at every stop of the way, and that's Jose Ramirez. Uh, you know, Ramirez, a guy that uh, yesterday had uh, you know a, a career day, a great day um, uh, at the plate, hits two home runs in the game, uh, drives in three, 
uh, scores three runs, uh, starts, you know, continues to climb up uh, every franchise leaderboard uh, in terms of multi-home run games. And you would think that he would uh, want to talk to reporters after the game, but, uh, you know, it should have been our first clue that something was uh, was in the works when they didn't make Jose Ramirez available to uh, reporters uh, post-game. Uh, they, they said that he had to go home and tend to something with his family uh, before leaving for the airport for, for Chicago. Uh, it should have been an indication to us that, you know, maybe something was going on. But uh, this is a move that's going to impact Jose Ramirez and, and I'm sure already has uh, in terms of, you know, he was he was Ahmed Rosario was Jose's, uh, you know, security blanket. He was his his buddy. And, and it's it's going to make, uh, you know, things different for Jose moving forward. Yeah, I would think, uh, you know, those guys knew something was going down, Joe. I, you know, I, I, I talked to Jose in, uh, Pittsburgh when they were w- with the Pirates. He kind of was goofing around asking me, have you heard any trade rumors about, you know, do little, tr- you know, talking about trade rumors? And he was, you know, looking at, uh, Rosario when he said, said that. So I think they knew, you know, I think Jose gave an indication of what, Maybe uh, that was his send-off to 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 a Rosario yesterday. Two home runs in the big game he had, but uh, I think Jose is going to be fine. Yeah, I don't I don't think it'll it'll, it'll affect his performance. I just think uh, you know the the clubhouse culture and and you know the way things were uh, the, over the last two seasons there with Rosario, you know, sitting right next to him uh, every game pregame. You look over and the two of them are are sitting chatting. Uh, with, uh, you know, Victor Rodriguez and it, it, it really felt like the, the chemistry was, was good in that clubhouse when the two of them were there. So, uh, you know, things will be different, but, uh, expect Jose to be, uh, you know, the, the, the professional that he is and, uh, you know, the, the leader that he is, uh, also brings in the opportunity. There's a, there's a vacant locker next to him, uh, in the clubhouse right now. I wonder if it'll be filled by uh, Oscar Gonzalez when he arrives. Uh, it, it, at least uh, there's a spot open for him. Uh, can can you see the uh, uh, you, you swap out uh, the Dominican native uh, Rosario for another Dominican uh, in uh, Oscar Gonzalez, a guy that Ramirez sort of has taken under his wing. Uh, you look down at the end of the bench after each at bat and Jose and and Oscar when he was up would, would sit there and just sort of sit at his feet and learn. Uh, is that uh, something that, that we could see moving forward for the rest of the, the season? Yeah, I think that's a good point, Joe, because obviously, you know, with Rosario going, the, that opens a spot on the roster. Uh, you know, Chris Antonetti said uh, that would be filled by Oscar Gonzalez, who's going to join the team today in, in uh, Chicago. So, yeah, that would be that was a good mentorship. Uh, you know, kind of Jose could, uh, you know, talk, uh, talk, uh, you know, um, Talk uh, Gonzalez through it. it. It was much the same like when Edwin Encarnacion was in that locker and mm-hmm. he took care of uh, Jose. He kind of steered Jose in the right direction. So that's kind of a cool thing right there. Yeah, the uh, the locker placement in the Guardians clubhouse is always interesting. Uh, there's a there's a pattern. There's a formula to sort of follow. Uh, we've talked about it before on this podcast. Uh, our Oscar Gonzalez's arrival uh, could mean more opportunities maybe in center field for uh, Will Brennan if if that's the the way that Terry Francona decides to go with the lineup uh and maybe Miles Straw uh we see him more as a, a late innings defensive replacement pinch runner type 
Yeah, that's a good point. I did not really uh, think about that, but yes, uh, you know, uh, the, you know, with Gonzalez and uh, and uh, Gonzalez and uh, Brennan, you know, they I guess you could platoon them in right field, or or you know, you you give uh, Brennan a shot in center, you get a little more power in the lineup, a little more offense, and uh, see where it goes from there. Uh, we spent uh, a little time, you and I, the other day discussing uh, uh, the catching situation and uh, the the sort of the the outcry after Bo Naylor uh, hits two home runs in a game on Tuesday night uh, and then isn't in the lineup the next day. Uh, you know, the all the uh, Twitter managers decided they wanted to think that they were uh, smarter than Tito. Uh, first of all, uh, y- you hardly ever see a catcher catch back-to-back games when it's a day game after a night game. You never see that. Maybe you put Bo Naylor in the lineup as the DH, but you certainly don't catch him, you know, less than 24 hours uh, apart in, in, in games like that. Uh, even at 23 years old, uh, you know, guys have knees that, that wear out. You cert- you don't want to, to set him up for a, you know, career full of injuries that way. Uh, but the, the emergence of David Fry over the last, uh, you know, couple of weeks here, uh, he's he's batting out of his mind in the last 15 games. I think he's at like 390. He's 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 hitting well. Uh, he's slugging for power, and he's certainly an upgrade offensively over what you would get from Cam Gallagher in the lineup. Uh, Gallagher's got better defense, probably calls a better game, uh, you know, from behind the plate. But uh, does David Fry's versatility sort of neutralize what you know the your ability to to maybe move on from Cam Gallagher uh, and bring up another bat that you could use in the lineup, uh, even uh, you know somewhere down the line. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Joe. You know that we were talking about this the other day, and you made a good point because you can't use you know you never want to use both. If you have only two catchers, you never want them in the same the lineup at the same time because if one of them gets hurt, you're, you're kind of you know, you're, you're manipulating that lineup and you're, you're in trouble if you're the manager. So you don't want to, you know, that cuts if, if Fry is your only, the backup catcher or whatever. I don't know how this thing works right now. The pecking order is with him and, uh, uh, with, uh, uh with, uh, Bo Naylor. But, uh, you know, if, if, if you only go with two catchers, you know, it's, it's hard to, you know, you lose some versatility with Fry. Right. Uh, it, and it sort of makes, Cam Gallagher's spot on the roster, a, a lost spot because he's not going to play. He might get into games late uh, when when you pinch hit for somebody. But it, it's it's almost like you're wasting a spot with um, with uh, Gallagher on the roster when Fry is able to play right field, able to play at first base, uh, you know, and able to, to start a few games behind the plate. Uh, is is Fry, you know, your your number two catcher or is he? Your your Swiss Army knife. They they sort of have to make a decision there, but I think they're they're going to move forward the way they are. And if you were constructing this roster for maybe a playoff series, maybe Cam Gallagher wouldn't even be there. Yeah, good point. And uh, you know the 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 Guardians always like to you know they have a 26 man roster, but they always like to play it like they have a 27, 28, or 29 man roster. And this kind of is going against that. So we'll have to see how things develop. All right. Uh, I want to take a second here to uh, mention, hey, with uh, with the trade deadline approaching uh, very, very rapidly by the end of this, or the middle of next week, uh, it's a great time to be subscribed to Subtext. 
uh, our subscription text service, uh, klim.com slash subtext, uh, or you can subscribe by going to 216 or by sending a text message to 216-208-4346. Uh, as soon as we know anything, uh, we get our alerts from the team uh, regarding trades. Uh, we send it out to our, our subscribers. Uh, we get feedback from them, uh, and and it sort of uh, it, it prompts some great conversations with these guys. Uh, it's $3.99 a month to subscribe. Again, go to cleveland.com/slash/subtext or uh, send a text message to 216-208-4346 uh, to to be in touch. Uh, you know, around the clock with with Hoinsey and myself as the the trade deadline approaches. Uh, Hoinsey. The Guardians open a four-game series in Chicago uh, starting tonight. Uh, I, I believe Tanner Bybee is on the mound, uh, and, and he's been really good the last couple of uh, outings for him. Uh, what are we expecting as the, uh, the, the, the White Sox have been active on the trade market as well? Uh, they're shopping Lance Lynn, and I believe they just moved Lucas Giolito to the Angels. Yeah, Giolito and uh, Ronaldo Lopez went to the Angels. Uh, so... Uh... You know they are not trading Otani. I guess they are. They are staying in this race, uh, the Angels. Uh, and yeah, we don't. No, we don't have to, uh, Friday's game. Uh, neither team has announced a starter because Giolito was supposed to start Friday's game. Now he's an Angel. Uh, Cease is going tonight against uh, Bybee. Uh, I think Joe, you Bybee's been great to me. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm really, really impressive with this guy. You know, he gave him six innings last time out. Um, just a strong, strong season by a, by a rookie right now, and it's what they need. Yeah, depending on how he pitches down the stretch, uh, we could be talking in a in a month or so about uh, you know potentially Bybee getting some some votes for American League Rookie of the Year. That's how good he's been uh, for the Guardians this season. Uh, all right, Hoinsey, we'll uh, get, check back with you tomorrow uh, and and recap uh, the the series opener against the White Sox and. Uh, and see if there are any more moves on the uh, the trade market for the Guardians here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. We'll uh, talk to you then. All right, Joe. 